welcome to Books Hi. Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us, Ariel, Raylene, and today our special guest, Megan Hughes is in the house! Hi guys, I'm so excited. My dog's here too, this is Rue. She Unbelievably good. demanded to be a guest on her first podcast. She really wanted to do it, so I'm with honored. her tiny, tiny hound. Yeah. Look at that tiny hound. <laughs> I love Rue. I love how calm she is. Like, I can't believe well, it. My cat would I never. I can't believe it either, personally. This really isn't her energy, but she just, she understood the assignment and the vibes today. So yeah. for that, I'm yeah. so like, cool. She wants to be a star. We're talking okay. books. Let me have a nap, yeah. she thought. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Megan, we are so excited to have you here. Me and Meg, we go back. We, we go do. back to some random buffer festival in yeah. Toronto <laughs> many years ago. Classic. Yes. Um, but Megan, I feel like over I know that you've always been into reading, but over the last few years, I feel like it's become more and more and more of a thing for you. And you now have mm. your really cool Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Like, tell, take us on your reading journey. Okay. Like, is okay. that a thing for you? That is a thing for me. So I didn't really start reading heavily, I feel like, like at making it a daily habit or at least mm. trying to, because, you know, if I'm doing stuff on the weekends, it gets a little clogged up. Like, maybe I don't pick up a book every day, but... Yeah. Um, probably around like 2018, maybe it was, you know what it was? It was when I moved to the countryside and stopped living that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I was living in LA before that. And I just felt like, I don't know, I just wasn't really as into it. But then when I moved into more of like a slower paced vibe for myself, then I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get more books. And, um, <laughs> you know, awesome. I'll talk about this later because of just like all of the questions that I know I'm going to be asked and I've prepared my <laughs> answers for, but there was definitely like something that, you know, kind of kicked it off. Like something that I read where I was like, Ooh, I want to uh, do this more. So yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple years. What is share with everyone? What is the handle for your book Instagram? Okay, it's kind of silly. So it's <laughs> Mother Trucking Bookworms, but it has periods <laughs> in between. So Mother Period Trucking, no G, and then book, Bookworms. Yeah, I considered like at first I was like, should I change it? You know, no, after it no. got probably like over five k followers or something, I was like, maybe I should just change it. Because also it was my husband and I's like shared account and yeah. then he kind of like dropped off from using it and now he doesn't really like use Instagram at all. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I should just make it like Megan Hughes book reviews or something. And that's what hey, that it runs. says. Yeah. Like, exactly. So that's what <laughs> oh it God. says in the title. Like if you go to the profile, but right. people, everybody voted for Mother Truck and Bookworms to I yeah, love okay. that. I would have never guessed that that was the name of your account. If I came across that, I would just be like, I don't know who yeah. that is, but let's keep going. I also think it's really important that when people type that into Instagram, they have the accent yeah. because it really adds a lot to the entire experience. It absolutely do. does. That's the only way for it to be read. It's kind of yeah. my alter ego. I, I feel as though, you know, when you have like an accent that just takes over your body and yeah. sometimes you just like speak that way for a while i don't know if both of you can relate but that happens to me a lot oh, and I i've named I him his name is randy and he's just like a southern you know man who you know he's on the brink of divorce and he just really he goes to get breakfast at the best western inn for the continental breakfast and that's how he talks and he runs mother fucking bookworms apparently he loves, he loves books he can't get enough I love it. Uh, that Randy is a well-read gentleman. Yeah. Huh? Um, all right. Well, I am so excited to have you. We are so excited to have you. And we do have, as you foreshadowed, a lot of questions for you. Yes. So um, let me start us off by asking you, what would you consider is your favorite book or books? if you feel pressured by only picking one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I actually just immediately had the answer of like mm. the one. And mm. I, you know, while there are other things that are like seasoned in there, like, oh, you know, that could compete a little bit, but there's really just the one, which is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. Yes. Oh. Obsessed with that book. Mm -hmm. I've reread it two times now and I just I love it so much it's just such a beautiful story of intertwining lives and like 
I don't know. There's just so many aspects. It's way more than just a YA cute little novel to me. It's yeah. like, it mm-hmm. covers so many topics about like grief and, mm-hmm. you know, handling coming into your own and also just like family stuff and yeah, it's really beautiful. So I love that book. It's really close to my heart. And I'll always be like, oh my God, everybody please read it if you've never read a book (laughs) that you really enjoy. You know, I just feel like everybody would love it. I actually was hoping that you'd say that one just because that's the book I most associate with you. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, that one and one I think you'll bring up as well, but the Mr. Philip Pullman one, because I see you talking about those two so often. Yeah. Um, Raylene, do you want to probe our next little question here? <laughs> yeah, another really tough one, or maybe not. Who is your favorite author? Well, you see, Ariel just totally foreshadowed it. It's all just going... <laughs> and blending into each other. My favorite author is definitely Philip Pullman. He Mm. is an absolute icon. I will say his Twitter is a bit deranged. um, (laughs) But other than that, he is great and fantastic and I love him. Um, And yeah, I just really think that he's he's very... He covers so many things too. Like my... Mm. Those books that originally... I read from him, which is his Dark Materials series, you know, The Golden Compass, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, they cover the craziest concepts for being like a children's based novel. Like he gets yeah. into yes. the separation of like church and state and <laughs> also, you know, having like a spirit animal in a way and what that would be for each person. And mm-hmm. I feel like he talks about like class too in it. Mm. And, you know, while it's magical and, cute and a nice fantastical story it's also like when i offered those books as a suggestion to my sister's boyfriend i was like you will love them because not only is it like a cute fantasy series it's also like i'm an adult and i'm i'm reading these and i feel like it's really you know it (laughs) pertains to me as well it's not just like oh hee hee ha ha this is a kid's a kid's book like it it feels like that at times but then it's also it's cool for all all ages. So he's mm. great. I love him. I'm waiting on, you know, another book from him to come out after, I think it's after the Book of Dust and the Secret Commonwealth. There should be mm. a third. Mm. And I'm like waiting on that because it has mm. not released yet. So <laughs> hook it up, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Raylene, have you read the those Compass books? Um, funny that you ask. When I was a like a tween, I read The Golden Compass and I did not connect with it oh. at all. Like I I don't remember why. Yeah. So I'm like I think I may give it another try one day. Yeah. It's not like, you know, but I I read it and I remember being like this took me two weeks to read and that is that's not a good sign yeah. for like 11 year old me it's like usually i read a book in like two days i was like oh this is such a slog i just remember being bored okay, i don't know yeah. why but the i remember like the concept of the are they called like demons i think yeah. the demons. little spirit yeah. animals yeah i remember that thinking that was very yeah. cool yeah so. I could I could see myself getting back into that potentially. I remember but. also that was one of the most disappointing book to movie adaptation situations where yes. they like made this epic <laughs> cool movie and then never followed it up at all. <laughs> and like that was so deeply confusing. Well, they did end up making up for that with their series, so His Dark Material right. series on the new show. HBO. Right. That's true. It was mm. a total hit and everybody mm-hmm. For the most part that i've talked to at least has really loved it which is great mm. i actually never finished it which is a little embarrassing i think i have like eight episodes left and i was just like well <laughs> you know eventually i'll get there but <laughs> i need to revisit it but it was great i mean i thought it was beautifully shot and well casted and well acted and all those things but yeah. i never watched the movie for that exact reason that you said ariel like mm. i heard yeah. it was just so horrible and i just did not want to do it i was like i can't see lyra in this way bad idea it was like they were trying to start the marvel cinematic universe (laughs) but like it was so epic and like the everything was so fancy that it was actually really hollow and then it was sort of like well maybe we can justify this because the next few movies are really gonna have the meat of the story Mm, yeah but then they just never made another movie of that oh that was what was that that was so it was nothing but to your point megan to your point i do think like loving books and liking their adaptations or even watching their adaptations is two completely different things because there's so many books that i love and they've gotten turned into movies and either i just haven't seen them totally missed them it kind of 
it feels like every other day there's a new book to movie movie adaptation and yes, impossible to keep up with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's really hard for me to also stick to a show that was that. Every episode was like almost an hour and I just felt yeah. like I wasn't able to just understand all of it at once and yeah. I also was trying to like keep up with somebody else I knew who was watching it and they're going too fast oh, for me and then I was just like you know what I'm gonna give up <laughs> I'm just gonna give up <laughs> be free all right Ray what's our next cue I was gonna say lightning round questions but these are not lightning round. we're, ne- we're never <laughs> none of them we're are never lightning, lightning round. round about them I <laughs> take it as slow as yeah, I'm not a lightning round kind of a person either any <laughs> call I've ever been on or conversation I've ever had it's like if you know me, you know I tell a really long story. So if I'm going to answer a question, it's going to be three paragraphs in length. That's An perfect. introduction, some supporting points, yeah. and a conclusion. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Well, I'm interested to see how you answer this question then. What is your favorite genre or genre you read the most? Okay, well, so I would definitely say YA is my most read genre mm. for sure. And then right now, what I'm reading a lot is more memoirs and like books of essays and stuff like that so I feel like I haven't well I did read YA in the past few months but I feel like that almost used to be strictly what I read like only YA. right but now I'm like kind of branching out and getting a little more sophisticated with my reading (laughs) which is nice as an almost 26 year old woman I'm like maybe it's time (laughs) I don't know but yeah I definitely did you do you feel like reading YA helped like really get you into the habit of reading and like it? Yeah, because absolutely. I did. That yeah. it was huge. Yeah. It was so huge for me to have YA as this like really motivating, easier to read, faster paced thing that is like built to be kind of zippy quick, as oh, my pal Raylene yeah. says. And I'm standing up to close this curtain. But that really doesn't change my point, really. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I think YA is actually such a great tool for getting people into reading. I completely um, agree. And now, for some reason, people are saying, like, Colleen Hoover's specific area mm, of books is really good for hooking people because it's very it reads very fast-paced. I personally yeah. hated It Ends With Us. <laughs> I thought it was horrible, and I will never read another one of her books yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my experience too I read Ugly Love like six or seven years ago and I was like um never no. again sorry <laughs> but it's become very popularized at least like in mm-hmm. the kind of area that I am online where everybody mm-hmm. what I'm seeing either on my for you page on TikTok or like what people are talking about with me on Twitch or something stuff that they want me to read or even just on my bookstagram they're like oh you would love her and I'm like you don't know me man <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me at all get with the program no colleen hoover and philip pullman they simply wouldn't get along well in not in my brain and not in real life but yeah i i also agree with you ariel that it's just so easy to gobble up like if i were to get a a ya book i could finish it so quickly especially if it's like a really fast-paced really great you know just story that's all well-rounded i mean some some of it is just like terrible like i've read some that are like this did not relate to me or any or they tried way too hard to be too young and relatable. And I'm like, mm. is this how kids speak nowadays? <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. So, it. Yeah. And, Hating it. Yeah. That could just be because I've kind of aged out of that category of person. Like, I, yeah. I don't get any of the lingo. So maybe I just don't want to really, like, read books like that, um, which is fine to age out of reading stuff like that. But at the same time, all of the authors who are writing them are, like, in their 30s and 40s. So it's like, yeah, you're yeah. trying to be relatable by saying this, and I'm cringing for you. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. it's, it is such a fascinating thing because so much of the online reading sphere is dominated by YA. They're very trendy. Mm-hmm. They have these, like, big trend cycles, but also a lot of the YA readers are very, like, ultra fans of their authors. Yeah. And so yeah. they just kind of, like, do a really good job of uh, posting photos and videos and TikToks and YouTube videos, etc., about them. So they kind of, like, they. I feel like they show up a lot more than any other genre um very often online yeah totally. but like because of that though i feel like people are so protective of ya and like i remember when i stopped reading ya it was never like 
I, I never was like, I'm going cold turkey. Like, I hate YA yeah. now. Like, screw that. No, I, I just started being more interested in other things. And I was just, like, following that joy and being like, I'm actually really excited to read this and this. And, ooh, what are memoirs? And, ooh, yeah. what are these things? And and I just slowly the, the scale really shifted to where now I really don't read YA at all. Um, but I remember I got a lot of anger and aggression from people who are like i hate that you've abandoned ya or that you think you're i got a lot of people who are like you clearly think you're pretentious and what i think is fascinating about that is that like we all age out of children's literature yes and we yeah. don't have to like That's proclaim allowed. that we hate kids books like i don't hate a series of unfortunate events i love like we all know that you can do both things you can have loved it in one period of your life mm -hmm. but now be ready for the next thing yeah or be reintroduced to it at a later point in your life yeah like if you're getting kids totally. into it or something like that like totally. i'm very excited to read all of my favorite ya books again when i have kids mm -hmm. so yes who knows yes. could reintroduce me into that category and there are still so much of all there's just a lot of my YA books that are just like in storage along with all of my other books right now where I'm sure that I will pick them up at some point and return yeah. to them. But I'm definitely like kind of like that is my favorite genre, but I'm kind of like, oh, trickling out as you did. So. Yeah. All right, Ray, what's our next one? Oh, I'm excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this one is fun. Yes. Uh, it's funny. I'm just like looking at these questions for the first time in a, in a week, so I forgot what they are. <laughs> um, favorite bookshop is the next question. This is a very exciting question indeed. Okay, yes. well, um, I used to live outside of Portland, Oregon for about four and a half years. So that being said, my favorite bookshop ever, bookstore that I've ever been to was Powell's City of Books. It's mm -hmm. incredible, multi-level, beautiful. I loved every second of being there. And any time that we went into Portland, we were like, how can we go right now? <laughs> Let's just go and get a lot of books. And we would like call ahead or put things on hold and like go and get them. Mm. So I love that store. I think it's amazing. And, you know, while they had other locations across town, I would only ever go to like the biggest one. Yeah, and it was just so beautiful. And honestly, I moved to Virginia in early September, and I have not been to a bookshop here since moving, which is pretty disappointing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. I know. I'm, this is not the time to bring that up. I'm gonna be, they're going to hang up on me. Like, that's so yeah. That's very Are you okay? interesting, Megan. Yeah, very um, interesting. I, I mean, it is, you kind of moved uh like a year no not a year ago yet um how long has it been since you moved to virginia like six no no it's been like six months i moved in september yeah. so yeah exactly so it's only been like six months so if it'd been like three years or something then it'd be like hmm, yeah. that is odd behavior yeah you'd be like uh, okay so got other things never going, going away yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know i one of my challenges this year is to visit all of the bookshops in nova scotia wow. that's only possible because there's only 30 like Nova Scotia is quite small and has a very small population, so there isn't that many. Um, but yeah, you should try and visit some because I think that would be such a it's such a fun way to like meet your town is like through the bookshop. It really is, and yeah. I mean I've seen books being sold at other stores like a fun shop or you know mm. a, a gift store or something. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, but this isn't a bookstore, you know. Yeah. So I really got to seek no. them out. I also need to venture to my local library as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Are you on that Libby? Sure. Are you on Libby? I'm Is Libby not, American? I'm not all up on that Libby. <laughs> I know another thing that I, I'm feeling shame about. Uh, Do you hate it? No, I don't hate it. <laughs> I just haven't gotten into it, you know? Like, I downloaded yeah. it, but I just, quite honestly, like, I never really understood how to use it that much, so. Yeah, I, it honestly <laughs> took me so many attempts to download, delete, redownload, delete. Like I had to go through a system. It wasn't until I realized that I could just get any audiobook I wanted from the library. Yeah. That was the mm. game changer for me. Mm. Animal Crossing comboed with an audiobook. I mean, the dream. On. Can't be beat. That's yeah. the dream. <laughs> um, okay, Ray, what's our next one? Now we're getting into the juicy yeah. stuff. <laughs> what are you currently reading? Oof. I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I don't know that much about your reading. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, lay it on me. Okay, well, it's it's so yeah. funny that this was a question on here because the last time that I texted Ariel, like right leading up to the podcast was about mm. this book. And I'm reading mm. Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. 
and I am loving it so far. I actually, so I have a book club with my bookstagram and I chose <laughs> that book to be our February book club pick, but I finished my last book <laughs> for January book club so early, which that <laughs> led me to starting three women before February 1st. And now, like, everybody else is just, oh, no. just kind of getting into it or, like, just getting through the prologue or <laughs> yeah. something. And I'm like, so I'm halfway done with the book. And <laughs> we're not really reading it together anymore, which is a little unfortunate. But I decided, like, right before we recorded this podcast today that I'm just going to spend... Because I do my reading updates on my Instagram story on my bookstagram. So I'm mm. just going to, like, go back to the prologue and, you know, share my favorite little, like, underlined... Mm. My underlined and bracketed yes. portions and everything, but yeah. it's definitely a very uh, raw, real, nitty gritty type book. Like very deep. There's a lot of different facets to it. But I'm kind of entering my like feminist literature era, which Ugh, we I'm, all have to get there eventually. I'm really <laughs> into for sure. Um, and it was kind of put into my mind to do this as well. The reason I read this book is because I listened to. Emily Ratajkowski's podcast and she's mm. a supermodel but she also like covers so many feminist based topics on her podcast has amazing guests and she had on Stephanie Dandler who's the author oh, yeah yeah she's the author of yeah. Sweet Bitter so we read that for January for book club and when she was discussing Sweet Bitter she also suggested you know Three Women by Lisa Tadeo and I was like this woman is incredible and I just love what they're talking about. And I loved, you know, just the general conversation and like the way that they were examining just so many aspects of like being a woman in society. And then they were like kind of drawing from other books that they, that has inspired their books. You know, Emily has also written a book called my body and I read that a couple yeah. of years back and it was like a book of essays. It was really a memoir about her life, but yeah, put in like, essay form and I just thought it was fantastic so I I just I bought everything that they suggested I was like yes <laughs> absolutely so I think I'm gonna read next That's like awesome. girlhood by Melissa Fabos if you guys oh, have ever yeah. heard of that so I've heard of it I have not read it I've not read it yeah well I texted Ariel because I was watching some video of yours and I saw Three women, three women by Lisa Today on your shelf or like in a stack of books, and I was yeah, like, I yeah. wonder if she's read it. So then I just wanted to see your thoughts because it is a loved and hated book, just like all, all mm. books are to some extent. Yes. You know? that's why I got it. I'm like, ooh, it's it's got some spicy like discussion around it. Like, totally. I want to read that. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I I'll kind of change my mind as I continue. But I mean, I'm halfway through, and I really like what it's bringing up. Well, it's kind of hard for me to say that. I actually like that I like what it's bringing up in my own life, but it's yeah. it's encouraging me to work through some crazy things that I haven't thought about in a couple of years, you know, just around yeah. men and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, being in a healthy relationship, you kind of forget about all of the hubbub of the past, or you try to, you're like, block that out. Don't know why I ever did that or was ever involved with men who treated me that way. But um, it's kind of examining all of the aspects of that. So I'm really enjoying just getting into all of that meat, I suppose. It's been nice. Yeah. That juicy, juicy meat. Yeah. Uh, that juicy vegan meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What's our, oh God, our last question comes with a small explanation because mm -hmm. we made up a concept that we now have to explain to everyone for the rest of our lives. It's true. So I'll ask the question and then throw it oh. to Ariel for, for the okay. first time ever. Um, so the question is, what is your mashed potato book right now? Either one that you've conquered or one that you still have. Ariel, want to explain yeah. to the world. Especially what when we have is. guest episodes, we have to re-explain it because oftentimes new people will listen to these episodes and they're like, mashed potato book? So this Pardon? concept literally goes back to our second episode. We were trying to find yep. an analogy for what happens when you have a book that you've been meaning to read forever and that you are genuinely so excited to read, but because of that own excitement, it's blocking you from reading it because you keep waiting for the perfect moment. And so I did the analogy of, it's like when you're having turkey dinner and you're like, I love mashed potatoes. I'm going to save them till the end. And then when you finally get to them, 
they're either like so good that you're like, God, I should have just enjoyed this throughout the meal. Or they're cold. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. I should have just <laughs> eaten these already. Um, and there's just so many books where you either like finally read it and you're like, yes, my God, I should have just read this so long ago. Why was I waiting? Or there's books that are like still haunting you. They're like mm. tapping you on the shoulder. They're like, hello, why aren't you reading me? And you're like, God, I don't know. So there you go. Megan, what did you pick? <laughs> okay. Well, really great explanation as well. It's a good analogy because the entire time I was thinking, yeah, most of the time, if you wait, they get cold, which they get I'm cold. hoping does not happen with this book slash series. Um, so my mashed potato book slash series is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I believe so. Mm -hmm. And it's just been on my radar for so freaking long. And <laughs> also because I enjoy just like fantastical things, not just in reading format, but like in my daily life. Like I love a good Renaissance fair. I love mm -hmm. like medieval things. And I just heard in that community, like how suggested and um, well loved and received mm -hmm. this series is. And I'm jazzed about it. And I don't own any of them, but I am looking forward to the day that I do. And I have been seeing a lot about it actually on Instagram again. And it, this oh. series is from freaking 2015. I'm like, why is it? It's old. Yeah. yeah. Still coming Her up. books. These are, this is one of those examples of like a fan base that is so yes. powerful. Yeah. Like they, uh, people love those books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People I've heard that they're like kind of spicy and mm. some people love to hate them and yeah. are just like, oh my God, don't ruin your life by starting that series. <laughs> and to that, I say, I, I'm interested in doing that. I'm interested yeah. in, <laughs> I want something to ruin my life for a period of time. It means that it was good if you're still thinking about it so many years later. Like, yeah, this is powerful. unrelated but related, but I'm currently playing the uh, Life is Strange video game series. I love yeah. those games. I'm on episode four. Well, I'm going to play it tonight, episode four. And yeah. I'm playing them on Twitch and stuff. And like when I was sharing about that, everybody was pretty much just DMing me like, this series is going to ruin your life, yeah. all this stuff, like, yeah. um, so heavy, all this stuff. I said, okay, well, I'm Hang interested on. in it doing that for, for a period of my life. I mean, hmm. and I was definitely, by episode two, I was rocked to the core. So <laughs> I was still yeah, thinking about it. After I turned off the PC, I was like, damn, wow. <laughs> I went downstairs and, like, told Finley all about it. He was like, well, I guess... It's the power of a good video game because you're sitting yeah. here talking to me about it. I don't even know <laughs> any of the characters, but... I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Yeah. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good That's... I think that's a really interesting choice because, like you say, it is uh, an older series. Yeah. But you're right that, like, it's still burning so bright for people. It really is. It's stood the test so of time sad. for some reason. So I don't know if it's, like, too... It's good. I just hope that it's not too outdated in the way yeah. that they speak, at least when I mm -hmm. read it, because sometimes, you know, where the slang, I just don't think that they'll be using slang from like what I've heard about the series. Yeah, it's not yeah. gonna be like it's hip, fantastical, cool. so it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. not gonna be like hip, cool theater kids or something like that, trying to like be funny and quirky. <laughs> they're gonna be actually, I don't know. I'm ready for it. I guess we'll it. find out. I guess, yeah, I'll just have to find out. I genuinely don't know that much about it. All I know is how it's been, just on my radar for so many years and everybody keeps being like, you will love that series. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is another Colleen Hoover situation. Where <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would not Who be knows? great. But one might hope that that's not the case. <laughs> when you read it, we're definitely going to have to get you back to see. We need to do like at least – at least get like a voice clip from you that's yeah, like the that's mashed funny. potato chronicles. Oh my yes. <laughs> like what happens when these people, like, when all our guests finally read the books they've been meaning to read? Like, does it work out or not? That's a great oh, idea. Great. One of your best. Yeah. One of yeah. your best. That would be super cute. <laughs> 
All right. Well, those were our get to know questions to try and get a little bit of your reading situation. And I'm feeling pretty good. I think we know a bit more about you. Now we're going to dive. I'm so excited. We're going to dive into some listener recommendation requests. So these are sent into us by our lovely listeners, people asking um, for very specific recommendations. And I chose a lot. I chose like seven <laughs> to send to Megan because I was like, what are Megan's interests as my friend? Like, what do I, I was like mm. mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cottage court. No, that didn't come up with any. I just like typed in all of these different things and I feel like we found some pretty good ones. Yeah, you did. Um, you really nailed me down. It's great. <laughs> I got this one. Yeah. All right. So Raylene, do you have these in front of you? I do. I do. All right. Start us off with the first one. Okay. So the first one comes from Hannah who says, hello, I'm desperate for a book to read in between doing cross stitch. One with a warm feeling and possibly a character who enjoys crafts. It could involve a mystery, but nothing tragic. <laughs> Love Fair. that. Not right. a fan of tragedy over here, so <laughs> I was happy to give you a suggestion in this area. So I highly recommend the um, Tiffany Aching series by mm. Terry Pratchett. Love oh, him. Okay. He is so much fun. The entire just like Discworld series as a whole, but that's a huge world. It's not even a series. It's the Discworld. Like it is right. fucking yeah. immense. So... Yeah. Honestly, I just think that even the first book in this series, which is The We Free Men, is so freaking cute, and mm. it follows along the story of just, like, a young female protagonist, and it's magical and mystical, but it also has some aspects of just, like, when you mentioned that you did cross-stitch, I was like, okay, my cottage poor <laughs> queen. You know, I was kind of getting those <laughs> those vibes from this suggestion. So Tiffany Aking, one of her hobbies is cheese making and oh. she was raised by like a shepherding family and so she like interacts with the sheep and then the wee free men has little well the wee free men are like these little blue scottish i would kind of <laughs> i don't know if i would describe them as like elves but that's mm. that's kind of what they are they're very tiny and they like start you know just fiddling with her sheep and doing little silly things. And she's like, <laughs> mm. what the hell are these guys doing here? And then she follows them near and far all around where she lives. And it gets into this whole just like magical world. And I read the entire series and he actually, so at the end of the series, cause it was suggested to me by my brother-in-law uh, at the mm. end of the series, the author, Terry Pratchett, he was kind of on his like, deathbed a little bit mm -hmm. so he was really struggling with just like memory issues mm -hmm. so the story didn't like you know resolve how maybe you expected mm -hmm. it because the writing style just like dwindled along with him which is very sad but I wanted mm -hmm. to finish it and be like okay you know Although the man got Alzheimer's, I still read all of these things. And mm -hmm. also, it was just interesting, too, to follow along, like, it to the end because she grows up and has, hmm. you know, all these little parts of her life that I was like, okay. I feel like I grew up with her. I <laughs> yeah. love stuff like that where you follow along yeah. somebody's, like, aging journey and as they you know, meet lovers or, you know, become interested mm -hmm. because it is, it does start. It's like a children's, like, I think she's probably like either nine or from mm -hmm. nine to 11 in some kind of a, you know, area there. And then it carries on until she's a little older. So it was really great. And I think that that would be good also for you to listen to as an audiobook, especially if you're doing mm -hmm. cross stitch, you could like listen to it while you're doing it. But then if you're mm -hmm. like, Oh God, my hands are tired. I need to like actually physically <laughs> read the book. Then, That'll be good too. Megan, have you read Anne of Green Gables? I have not. And <gasps> oh my god! I know. And as like, <laughs> but Megan, you have orange hair and you're wearing a gingham dress. I know. <laughs> Do you not understand? <laughs> I'm not don't trying. Get it. I'm not trying to stereotype. It's a series too, so <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, I mean, the reason I thought of it is, first of all, obviously, it's super rural. Mm. Like, it's it's because it's set, uh, because of when it's set. But it also, it's just, like, farm life and everything. Yeah. But the reason I thought of it now was because the store, the first book is when she's um, 11. 
Um, but by the end of the book, she's older. And then the rest of the series is like, she meets her husband, she has children. Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole arc of her life, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm also like New Girls number one fan, the TV show. And yeah. <laughs> Jess in it is like, obsessed. well, Jess and Cece are obsessed with Anne of Green Gables. And As they should be. <laughs> they'll like talk about her all the time. And so... I just was introduced to it from there. And then because I also follow a lot of like cottagecore girlies, they'll always (laughs) style themselves like her or kind of do that aesthetic. She is on my Halloween costume idea list, Mm. but I haven't, you know, read them. Also, Tiffany Aching is on my Halloween costume idea list because she walks around with a frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to like protect herself and then yeah. I also just feel like I would have she has like these big clunky boots and like long hair and like you know wears these little aprons and long dresses and I just think it would be such a funny little niche costume that nobody would have any <laughs> yeah, idea like, what I am Green Gables? yeah they would be like yeah. oh wait <laughs> hmm, close close <laughs> Um, all right, Raylene, what did you pick for this one? Well, I decided to go with Howl's Moving Castle by oh. Diane Wynne-Jones. Nice. Diana Wynne-Jones, sorry. And I, this, to me, it just feels like the perfect kind of cozy vibe, but also Sophie is literally a hat maker, which is a cool craft. Obviously, she doesn't, like, make hats throughout the book, but it felt like an important point. Um, and it's just, like, lovely, cozy, fantasy happy like nothing really scary happens it's just like a lovely time um both the book and the movie so i recommend both i mean you can watch the movie while you cross stitch as well if you want so Mm. yeah i just felt like it had to be said that's adorable that (laughs) did have to be said yeah the one that i picked is the most random choice (laughs) and i read this literally 15 years ago or something and i'm like why am i picking this but i stand by it it is princess of the midnight ball like even the name i'm like 2009 um so can you even get that book anymore (laughs) i feel like maybe you still could um so this is for me, this is basically like proto YA. Like I read this before I knew about YA. Mm-hmm. And I think like before bookshops were calling it YA. So it was like in that phase right while like Twilight and stuff were starting to come out and everything. But we didn't really have a scene the way we have a scene yeah. now. Yeah. And so I just, I had never heard of anyone talking about this. I just went into the bookstore one day and I was like, oh, princess, midnight, sure. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like 13 and I bought it and I read it and I loved it. So it's like this fantasy-esque series. It's a retelling of um, different like folk tales oh. and stuff. Um, yeah, and this is the one, I'm trying to remember what the name of the original folktale is. And I'm of course forgetting because it's been... <laughs> five ever since i read it (laughs) um but basically this this princess is trying to get married um and so she has all these suitors that are like coming to visit her but what the reason she keeps like saying no to them is because she's kind of betrothed to this kind of devil king so (laughs) she has to pretend that she's like um courting all these men Mm. but then at night she has to go down into with her sisters like go down into this cave thing and dance with these like demon princes all night long oh my god i've read a book like that i think i read another retelling of that because i haven't read that book but i've read that story So it's got this really beautiful world. I remember flying through it because it was really fun. Because of this challenge, I looked it back up and it still has pretty decent reviews. Like people are like, this is a pretty decent like retelling. And I was like, okay, cool. It kind of is holding up for people. But the reason that it comes into this whole cross-stitch situation is because um, at the very last line (laughs) of the synopsis here, it says, to banish the curse, they'll need an invisibility cloak, enchanted silver knitting needles and true love so they have to like yes. they have to knit knit their way out of this oh my god um, <laughs> that's, that's amazing yeah. it's perfect 
Oh man. Um, all right. Our uh, what was our next one, Raylene? Our next little recommendation here. Yes, our next one comes from Jet. We've I think we've answered some from Jet before. Jet always has oh, great cool. um, requests. Um, and she says, "Hello. I was reflecting on my reading last year and realized that one of the things I always love reading and would like to read more of this year are nonfiction books about really specific niche topics. For example, a book just about tomatoes." Um, so, what do we what do we have? I was I have so to say, excited about this one. To, I probably my favorite tomato memory is with you, Megan. Oh. I don't know if you remember when I visited you the first time at, at your. I guess it was the only time um, yeah. at your Portland or, or your Oregon place. You your tomatoes, your cherry tomatoes had just come in mm -hmm. to like harvest time, and so Megan was going out every day and bringing back so many tomatoes, <laughs> and I was eating them all. I was I have never tomato eaten queen. that many tomatoes <laughs> in my entire life, and I'm so um, happy that you did. I remember the exact they were tomatoes as well. That I think yes. they were like the sun gold variety, and <sighs> I was obsessed with them because they're like kind of yellowish like a more of a, like a mustardy color and they mm. just taste so good oh my god best variety ever um they were so good you know tomato nostalgia is a powerful feeling <laughs> i will say it's a powerful drug <laughs> damn it <laughs> okay. i stopped thinking about that summer oh no right. truly well my suggestions for this i actually asked my husband finley as well because pretty much all he reads are books on really niche <laughs> topics that nobody else cares about but him yeah. and then he'll and tell me all him. about it and i'll be like all right <laughs> yeah i mean that sounds really boring but i'm glad that you <laughs> loved it um so my suggestion was gathering moss by robin wall kimmerer mm. so robin is the author of Brave Sweetgrass, which is like mm. a huge popular um, book that's in more of like the nature community mm. of readers, you know, people who, it's spiritual people, you know, who just want to feel connected to the land. And it also has like a lot of like indigenous wisdom in it. And it's amazing. But she, before writing Braiding Sweetgrass, she released a book called oh. Gathering Moss. And oh. Gathering Moss is a book all about moss and when i live <laughs> in the pacific northwest i was like i want to know about moss and why is it here and why are some really lengthy and long and some really short and stubby and why do they turn yellow and you know what is it just was so interesting i'm pretty sure we even read it for book club so it's really funny that i made everybody else read about moss with me but we loved it and i just thought it was really beautiful it taught me a lot about even just like the earth in general like i remember there was this one bit about it where it was talking about the layer in between the grass and basically where like your shins are and how the wind will protect down there mm. whereas it, maybe you would think like oh it's gonna be whipping the moss all around but it's like mm. there's this layer i forget the name of it but it's just mm. unaffected at that layer um interesting so that was really cool and i just thought that it taught me so much so I highly yeah. suggest that and then I also wanted to ask Finley his suggestion so I'm kind of giving two um, but his is Other Minds by Peter Godfrey Smith so it's Other Minds colon the octopus the sea and the deep origins of consciousness so this <laughs> book is all about cephalopods and oh, wow. okay. it's so cool to just like hear him explain it because it really got him into octopuses as well which is kind of weird and niche <laughs> but um we go to a lot of renaissance fairs and there's a lot of people who make like octopus art or like oh, wow. you know it's just like sea creature kind of oriented artwork and yeah. um so yeah he's very into that stuff and it just also the octopus teacher or my octopus teacher mm -hmm. was like a really popular documentary that came out in the past few years right. and oh my god it just really talks about that you know because that that um because that documentary was a man befriending an octopus and right. showing their connection and i know i'm kind of jumping around to a lot of different <laughs> things here but it all just wraps back into um octopuses just having the most amazing mind and having mm. this really powerful mm. level of consciousness and he just would talk to me about that book and even though I didn't read it I feel like I know that book and I was affected by mm. that book and mm. it just really explained a lot of um yeah just the origins of consciousness for other animals because we're so curious about that stuff too because 
-hmm. have pigs, we have dogs, whatever, but we're always thinking about how they relate to us and how they feel pain and emotion and their whole span in that area. So I just thought that those were very niche and that you might like that. that. I love them. Good stuff. Uh, Raylene, what did you pick? What, how niche did you go? Oh, cephalopod I mean, niche? Did you go cephalopod kind niche? Of. Mine's like a complete, like completely different vibe, though. Yeah. Um, it's okay. called, I haven't read it. I just found this online. It's called Just My Type, a book about fonts by Simon oh, Garfield. So nice. it's a book that like takes a deep dive into the world of fonts. Wow. <laughs> love it. It's super it. specific, but I feel like could also be um, interesting to readers. Um yeah, like the the synopsis here says, suddenly everybody's obsessed with fonts. Whether you're enraged by Ikea's Verdun, Verdunagate, don't know how to say that, want to know what the Beach Boys have in common with EasyJet or why it's okay to like Comic Sans, just my type will have the answer. <laughs> so it's like, I don't even know. I don't know anything about <laughs> fonts, but it seems like it's a really, um, like I said, a deep dive into the really? world and possibly the history of fonts. <laughs> I have something embarrassing to confess. Oh but my god! You this read entire this time, no, 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 no. I <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> no, I thought that you were saying the world of fawns, like female like... deer. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And then when you said Comic Sans, I was like, that is. I am not in the same ballpark at all. We're not in the same zone. Yeah. I'm really glad I further explained. I'm really glad but... I read the synopsis. <laughs> I was gonna say like. The world of Just fawns, my type like, also, like, what does that mean? Is this like a, a, a romance of a fawn? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I might have to read that. I'm, also, <laughs> that I'm pretty curious dope. about deer. <laughs> oh, that's I funny. I mean, I'm sure that there's some kind of deer book out there for you. Absolutely, there is. Absolutely. Oh, I love <laughs> that's that. Hysterical. I love that. That's oh, really funny. My God. Um, I think that sounds great, right? right? I am very into fonts. Fonts bother me. If mm. the font is wrong, I'm bothered. So... There you go. There's probably a psychology on why. Yeah, there okay, is. Okay, I got so excited looking at my shelves for niche books. Turns out there's a lot. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about three, two very quickly that I haven't read yet and are just two that I'm very excited about. One is called Underground Overground, The History of the Tube. So this is a deep dive all about the London Underground. Mm. I love the tube. I'm obsessed with with the London tube. Do I know why? No, I'm just so excited every time I get to ride those trains. Mm. Um, And so, for example, right on the back, it gives you a little niche fact. It says, the London Underground, which is in fact 55% overground. Wow. Uh, And then it goes, is the oldest blah, blah, blah train in in the world. So it's like one of these things where it just gives you so much interesting knowledge about, I've been meaning to read this forever. So that's a good one. The other one is one that I just recently bought. It's called My Cool Houseboat. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. Awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> and it's um like stories and information, but mainly photographs about people's different houseboats. And yes. they're just so beautiful. I was like, I will buy this and bring it to my home. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, I just think that that is so stunning. So I'm like, yeah, that's freaking niche though it is (laughs) a whole book about houseboats the one i have read though that i wanted to mention and really give like a big stamp of approval to is called vanishing fleece Mm. um so have you heard of this one megan vanishing fleece oh i actually really think that you'd like it so it's about this woman who loves knitting she's a huge knitter and um she has friends who own sheep and Again, this is one of those books where when you read it, you're like fully into it. Afterwards, you don't remember the terms very much, right? So I, I, I don't know that much about uh, wool. But basically, she gets like a huge amount of raw wool. Like not, it has not been processed yeah. at all. And she decides she wants to make it into yarn. And it's a whole journey. Like you have to take it through so many different steps and she decides to learn, like really do it properly, but also learn all about the wool industry, learn about how like yarn is made in industrial ways. And like, is it ethical? It's because it's biodegradable, but you have to use sheep and like blah, blah, blah. So it's just a huge deep dive. So interesting. Loved the audiobook. It's like only four hours long, and this lady is like really cool and nice. So cool. I love that. I learned so much about wool. That sounds awesome. <laughs> there you go. 
Might have to the re- download that audiobook and play it in the yeah. car with Finley. He loves a good niche. That's what I'm saying. So Exactly. <laughs> the reason actually that I read that one was because I had been offered to do a sponsorship by this wool company. <laughs> And they were like, you know, we're really sustainable, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I better not be being greenwashed right now. Yeah. Uh, I better learn about wool. So I found <laughs> this book and I learned all about wool. And I was like, you know what? Wool is awesome. It what is. an amazing <laughs> material. So I felt very, uh, very confident doing that sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, that's awesome. I'm wearing little um, wool booties right now. Ah! Mom got me these. Yeah, my mom's a sustainable queen, so I trust her. She really she is. get me a little, a little sustainable moment like these. <laughs> I also noticed we all have a like gingham-y, flannel-y pattern. That's true. What's we, going do. On? we do. We we dress to match, and we all have glasses um, as well because we ooh. read too much, and suddenly our eyes are bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a little astigmatism. Yeah, yeah that's, that's no problem. Nothing wrong. crazy. Um, Raylene, what is our third and final recommendation? Oh, third and final is from Jean, who says, I've become obsessed with mushrooms recently, and I blame Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. Knowing that both of y'all have collections for subjects you love or find interesting, I want to do the same and build up a mushroom collection. I will also accept mushroom adjacent. (laughs) Which is good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Thank God. Um, I'm like, I definitely did not pick, like, a mushroom book. It's mushroom adjacent. (laughs) Well, so Finley also is obsessed with mushrooms. Uh, I would say even more than me. I love the aesthetic of mushrooms. I love Mm. foraging for mushrooms and just having a grand old time in the mushroom world in general. But Finley has spent a lot more time with mushroom literature. So Mm. the OG of really any kind of mycology, if you do any kind of studying at all into this area, is Paul Stamets. And he has a book Mm. called Mycelium Running. And it's kind of thicker. I would say that the first two suggestions in this area are thicker. But um, when I was talking to Finley about it, he was like, well, you know, this person, are you going to read these books or are you just going to have your little like collection, you know, because Mm -hmm. if you want to have some textbooks that you can refer back to or like identification books, we have you covered in that arena, but also Mm. reading any of these, I highly suggest, but also they're very good looking books. Um, So you could just have them on your shelf too, but that one is bigger. So Mycelium mm. Running, which is really, really popular, and anybody in the mycology world would be like, oh, I love Paul. He's, he's <laughs> kind of crazy, but he's awesome. He does a lot of talks, too, so you could just listen to that book. If you wanted to do an audiobook, that would be a great one, too. And then uh, the second one was actually Finley's number one suggestion. He was mm. like, not that many people that I know in the mycology world like really talk about this one that much, but it was my favorite. But it's called mm. Radical Mycology by Peter McCoy. And mm. I honestly think that one might be even bigger than Mycelium Running, but it's a really cool kind of like black, white, and red cover, and it just looks mm. really like, kind of looks a little anarchist a little bit. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and he just really loved that book, and I remember him talking to me about it for freaking months afterwards. And then my suggestion that he didn't even give, but I did, because it's just the cutest little identification book for when you're actually in the field. So it's field oh. size, so you can like shove it yeah. into your pocket or something, but it's called All That the Rain Promises and More by Mm. David Aurora. I've seen that one. That has the best cover of all time. (laughs) Okay, I honestly wish I brought it up here just to, like, show the camera, but I have it on my table downstairs, and for some reason I was just like, well, no, uh, that's fine. Oh, my God, with this guy? Yes. With this happy man? (laughs) It's a happy man, and he's holding this, like, giant mushroom, and he... I think he has a trumpet in his hand. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he sure does. And the illustrations throughout that book are so deranged. And <laughs> Finley bought it when we were uh, on a hike one time at, like, their gift shop. And he – it's very popular in the Pacific Northwest, that book is. Yeah. Uh, I think just because it's, like, really quirky and weird, like, you know, Portland is. But also it offers a lot of – ID knowledge. So that is a truly iconic looking book. And I honestly think that would be a lot of fun. I think there's something really, there's something really different about like being out in nature with a book trying to identify Mm. versus with your phone and just like taking a photo of stuff. It's just such a different experience. Totally. Or Um, like trying to go off of memory. I love to just fact check (laughs) with the little book because they'll describe the gills in full detail and be like, if the underside of it is a little brown around the the edges, you do not want to eat this one. It's like, okay, (laughs) Okay. I I will not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, um, 
I I have some really giant mushrooms that grow in front of my house <laughs> and to the point where last summer it got so huge like it was actually a little frightening to me um how giant this mushroom got like literally three or four cars that summer stopped in front of my house and they were all old people and they all came out and they just took photos of the mushrooms and then left (laughs) and i was like they're pretty epic like that was a huge mushroom i also whenever i see a good mushroom i do take a photo of it and send it to megan you do yeah <laughs> the mushroom queen. it's important that you do that i really love it and megan always seems to appreciate it so i always appreciate it and people on the internet do that to me a lot like do you guys yeah. know um will darbyshire and arden rose yeah. yeah they sent me this whole video that they had taken and were like come into my backyard and they were like, you know, Arden's really weird. You guys would love her um, if you haven't already met her. And so she was like, yes, come into my lair. And like bending down in her backyard and was like, this is growing by our cacti. What do you think it is? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea. And I spent so much time and energy trying to, you know, identify this for them and go through all of these records of what it could be. And I was just like, I don't know. That's probably the most common looking mushroom I've ever seen in my life. It's just a white yeah. A white mushroom yeah. that kind of looks like Classic. a parasol. Classic yeah. shroom. Just a shroom. Classic. Yep. <laughs> the old bug standard. Happens all the time. Um, <laughs> all right. Ray, Raylene, what did you pick? Well, as I am not like a mushroom person, I don't know any guides. I haven't read any books that are about mushrooms. So yeah. I took to the internet for this one again and came across a book that actually Ariel, you and I were talking about yesterday on our live show. Um, <gasps> Is it Ghost Music? Ghost Music by Anne Yu. Yeah, we picked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We picked the I same figured one. we might. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we can, I guess we can kind of recommend it simultaneously. But this book sounds super cool. And also the cover has mushrooms all over it. So first of all, the cover will Important. like draw you in with its mushroomness, but it also also sounds really cool. So it's about this woman who um, used to be a concert pianist and is now no longer. And um, sounds like she just like has kind of like a tense kind of home life. Things are kind of amping up. And then all of a sudden she is um, like has some mushrooms delivered to her house or or maybe they're not delivered, but a parcel of mushrooms native to her mother-in-law's province is delivered. Yeah. Seemingly by mistake. And she kind of, then they start to like cook the mushrooms in different ways. And it's like, what is going on with these mushrooms? mushrooms. I found, I found this book in a bookshop a couple of months ago. And I was like, God, this is a beautiful book because it looks like sheet music but instead of notes there's mushrooms Mm -hmm. and i was like what is this like this is so beautiful and i started flipping through it and i was like this sounds so good and i actually read the first few pages and it starts in a really surreal way it's this woman she's having this dream about this like really empty room where it's just her and this giant orange mushroom is growing and growing and growing. And then when she wakes up, she's like, wow, what was that mushroom dream? And then she starts getting mushroom deliveries to her house. And she's like trying to find more and more ways to cook mushrooms. There's so many mushrooms. And every night she's having the same dream about the mushrooms. And then there's these mushrooms in her real life. So I had only read the first few pages and the synopses and stuff, but I was so into it. And I decided not to get Mm. it because it was in hardcover and I was like how many books can a woman carry home from England I've already reached max capacity but I inst- like I keep regretting that I hadn't I didn't buy You're it like I yes. want it now I like I want to get I'm that. so curious about it and I keep hearing really good things about it it seems um, so strange the yeah. storyline like <laughs> yeah it's a little surreal the dreams it's love. very very odd but I feel like I would enjoy that as well so maybe yeah, we should all read together really that's a fantastic <laughs> idea yeah book club <laughs> Um, the other one I wanted to mention is the one that I've seen the most floating around. Miss, I feel like this is the, uh, the queen of mushroom books and it is Entangled Life. Mm. I've never seen that I, in my life. I've never seen that. I think there are so many mushroom books. Yeah, I've there noticed are. that we're having a mushroom moment. Ray, have you seen this one before? Um, I don't think so. Well, maybe. Okay. I don't so know. Then, I can't remember. I guess, you know, we're all on different parts of the internet. This is one that I happen to see a lot of people sharing um entangled life how fungi make our worlds change our minds and shape our futures and i know that a big part of the reason people like this one is because it it explores this kind of world of how mushrooms help trees communicate which is like this really fascinating concept that um i think is 
I actually think it's one of these facts that gets people into mushrooms. Yeah, it does. <laughs> because totally. it's so fascinating how they have this giant interconnected web that they can help trees communicate ideas mm. and concepts and stuff. Like, that's just, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Through their um, mycelial network. The network oh. of mycelium. It's so amazing. Also, there's um there's some fake news out there about the biggest <gasps> mushroom in the world. Not about that book, but about mycelial <laughs> networks. I was like, get this book out of here. <laughs> when I first um start, when I first moved to Oregon, people would send me the, it was just like a weird viral mm. photo, and it was like the largest mushroom in the world is in Oregon and like this area, and it. The photo looked like it was an actual, like, gigantic mushroom, which just makes okay. no sense because it's like, <laughs> what? Like, the, why hasn't this decomposed yet? Is it right. even real? Is it, you know, it just makes yeah. no sense. And when you actually look up the fact, it's just the biggest network of mycelium oh. that exists. Oh. And so it's like the underground white webbing that, you yeah. know, intertwines all the trees and, you know, plant matter and everything like that. So... Just wanted to say that it was kind of a random anecdote. <laughs> oh, no. Megan's out here stomping fake uh, uh, mushroom news. Yeah, this is, it's well, important work. For. Important work that mm-hmm. needs to be done. Yes, it's, um, it's an honest living. It is. <laughs> but yeah, I bought this because I'd heard really great things about it, and I've only had it for a few months. So I'm like, oh god, every time I catch it in my eye, I'm like, yeah, it's time to learn about. <laughs> it's time to really learn about these mushrooms. Yeah. I really like that tiny mushroom that's on the binding. I know, right? This little guy right at the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah. super Look cute. Look at that little guy. He's so sweet. He's so such a cute. sweet little guy. Um, yeah, I think this looks really good. So there you go. I mean, this really was a mushroom fest, and I'm very, very glad. It was. I'm very glad that it went there. Yeah. We covered a lot of different things. <gasps> we did. Your this listeners. Such a great you guys have the best listeners who have just like a really wide variety. I mean, I know you yeah. sent me a lot of recommendations, so I saw a lot of the variety in itself, but... You guys really, I mean, I love it. I love it. <laughs> also, people asked about, like, video games and all of these things, which we didn't really, like, get into. But I yeah. I loved everything that you sent me. And yeah. I hope people, I hope I helped with yeah, some suggestions. I mean, that is me and Raylene's constant worry. Did we actually recommend good books? Uh, we'll all find out together. Yep. Um, Megan, thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking about books with us. We definitely need to have you back, and I am going to follow up about some of these books. You'll send us some voice clips for uh, for the pod. Yeah, for the mashed potato um, moment. I'll yeah, do that. For the mashed potato moment. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this epic episode. If you want to check out Megan, which you should, she is going to be linked in our show notes and our description, her Sweet. Instagram her book Instagram, but also her Twitch, also her YouTube channel. Woo! You have every option. I know. Of how, to, how to watch more Megan content. Yes. So again, thank you all so much and we will talk to you next week. Thanks Bye. for having me guys. This was awesome. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>